Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ezus Hashem Feedback and Insight Share number 105. And today we're going to talk about how every person has legitimate, healthy, normal needs. And it's okay to ask a spouse, a husband to wife, wife to husband, to fulfill those needs. And as much as we did talk about the importance of giving and not being selfish and looking towards what the other person needs and to nullify a person's ego, their own ego, and sometimes giving up of themselves in order to give to the other, all that is very true and healthy. But nevertheless, as every human being has legitimate, healthy, normal needs that they need, all different types of needs, it is also a very healthy thing to express them and to request that they be fulfilled. And on the one listening to it, to accept that full-heartedly, not looking down at all, but actually wanting to respond to that and be willing and happy to fulfill those needs for their husband, for their wife, wives. So it's part of being human. It is not something to be ashamed of. There's nothing to hide. This is true no matter how high Madrega you are in. And generally speaking, as an adult, you know, unless Khalila, there's an illness or there's someone's, um, you know, there's an incapacity there or whatever it is, the idea is that as a healthy, normal adult primarily is responsible for knowing and intending for their own needs overall. It's not a husband or wife's job to fulfill one's own basic needs. Um, that they could fulfill themselves. That is true. Nevertheless, it's appropriate and it actually enhances a marriage to look to your husband or wife to help you at times, to look them and, and also to look to help them. So here's an important aside, and this also Miriam Castle talks about an inside marriage. There's a big difference between helping a husband and wife or carrying them. Helping means that the husband and wife, as their own healthy adults, do their part. And once they do their part of taking care of themselves in a healthy way, then their spouse can pitch in, be willing to help along and to share that burden. But don't, what, what, what one needs to be careful not to do is to shift the burden to your spouse, because then you're going to have resistance and resentment. In other words, to always uh, just take it as a given, you're there to fulfill my needs. That's not going to work. That creates a burden, an unhealthy, unrealistic burden on a spouse. Another thing that's very important is, we talked about it before, it's prevalent in women, but in men as well, is to expect your spouse to know what you need without you asking or being open about what you need. That's how people shift responsibility. Instead of telling them openly, I really could use this, I would appreciate this. Instead, what you're doing is you're waiting in expectation like a child um, to them to assume that they're going to, you know, that they know what your needs are and fulfill them. And like a child, um, if it doesn't happen, you, you sulk or withdraw 
or behave, you know, with the incorrect feeling and emotion when that uh, a feeling, when that need is not met. And the one that's the other spouse has sometimes no clue. They're clueless. They don't even realize um, that that in the eyes of their spouse, they're failing. And it's really not fair. And a lot comes from the fact, number one, mind reading. You're assuming that you, you your, your wife or your husband knows what your needs are without communicating it to them, the mind reading aspect. And also, it's, it's an immaturity. You're an adult, a healthy adult. If there is indeed a need that they need help with, and they, they, they it's 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 immature to not clarify it to your husband and wife to express what your need actually is. So it's very preferable to be clear and open with your husband, with your wife, about what you would like or need, and give him and her a chance to be responsive. And when they respond, is an expression of care. In other words, people expect that unbelievable madrega of knowing what you want without having you verbalize it. But that's not realistic. It is a big madrega when you express what you need and your spouse responds and fulfills that need. That response, that that, um, spouse who is listening and responding to that need is on a high madrega. That is the high madrega. Not that she's mind reading or he's mind reading what you're thinking in your brain. That's not healthy to expect that. You're both adults and you have the ability to communicate with each other like adults, meaning we're here for each other, you verbalize it. You understand each other and you verbalize that understanding. You support each other and you verbalize that support to express it openly. So there's a, there's a healthy, mutual, agreed-upon understanding about expectations and norms in your marriage to understand what both of your needs are, and you dis- express it, and you discuss it with each other. Sometimes a person, either it's misplaced arrogance or misplaced frumkite, however you want to know, where they sort of make it as if they don't need anything, but they really do, but they never tell their spouse that, and then they feel resentful when they don't get it. And, and that's really a very unhealthy thing. Um, you know, they, they expect, they're, they're embarrassed to express the need to their wife, for example, of what they need. So they'll never say it. And then they'll resent their wife and not fulfilling it. And their wife is clueless very often. And the other way around too. So therefore, here's the idea. Make your marriage a comfortable, nurturing place of communication of needs rather than creating a scenario where it's an endless guessing game. That is really a a, a problem in many marriages where they have their needs, legitimate, healthy adult needs that they could communicate with their spouses to fill them for them, and they'll be happily obliged to do so. But instead, they have guessing games with one another. There's some type of ego holding them back I can't ask for that. It's demeaning. It's not demeaning. A healthy adult that expresses what they need, it's not demeaning to express that need. It's, it's, it's not, um, you know, it, it's an ego thing to want to hold back from expressing a healthy need that you, that you need. And you communicate that. That's the way you do it as a healthy adult. And you let go of this idea of being able to do everything. You can't do everything. 
As an adult, yes, you have to take care of your own needs if you're healthy and well as much as possible. But the fact that you don't know everything or that you don't need anyone, that's a shtus. It's very hard for many people to acknowledge that. Very hard for many people to acknowledge that they don't know everything and they need their husband or wife to explain certain things to them. Or that they, it's not that they don't need anyone. They need, they do need somebody and they need at mo- mostly their husband or their wife to fulfill certain needs for them. And it's very hard for people, some people, to acknowledge that. And what's harder for people is sometimes, sometimes the spouse, not being mean, not being malicious or anything like that, just simply based on the circumstances, sometimes the spouse will have to answer no to that request or not now to that request. And it's hard for people to hear that no. And that's why they don't ask. They prefer to remain in their shell, pretend that they don't have needs, expect their wife or husband to mind read what's in their brain, because they don't want to have the courage as an adult, as a healthy adult, to express politely what their needs are, because they're, number one, they feel that it's uh, demeaning to them, erroneously, or they're afraid that they'll hear a no. And you can't be afraid to hear a no. Again, we could talk about communication, how to say no in a delicate, respectful, healthy way. Usually a no is a no in timing, that now I can't, but I'll be very happy to do that, to, to fulfill that need. Let's talk about it. But that's the way you do it. And you honor your own reality and your spouse's simultaneously by opening, being open and hearing that no. That right now he or she is not available exactly the way you want it. And you need to learn as an adult to hear that no and to move gracefully from, from it and move on. And there's another need later, you express it again and you communicate again and not be afraid of it. These are skills that some people simply need to learn. It's a doable, doable skill. And if either you or your wife, you or your husband are weak in these areas, so work on it as you're working a skill. You're working on a marriage skill. There are people that would rather keep quiet and have, have resentment stew inside or try to accept that they're not going to get what they want because their husband or wife can't read their minds. They would rather do that than openly expressing a need because that is hard for them or they're afraid to hear a no. You need to learn, we all need to learn as adults, to be able to hear a no in response to a request and be okay with it. You may need to work on respect for the other person's reality. Or if what you're asking is really important, you need to develop perhaps the ability to be a little more insistent in a loving, respecting way, but not to retreat into a shell and not retreat into feelings of hurt or feelings of rejection or embarrassment or annoyance or other ways that you're upset that shuts you down after hearing a no from your spouse about a particular need. Or you need to learn to be more creative about how to approach a situation that would work better for your husband or wife. So this idea of looking at each other as a team helps a lot with this. It helps a lot to look at each other as a team. Then it's easier to stay in that connective uh, communication. Or you could even say openly, you know, 
as you're learning this skill, you know, I never asked for this and I feel uncomfortable doing this. It's hard for me to ask. And then you do ask. And very often you'll get an answer that you do like and you'll have compassion there. And even if you get an answer you don't like, then you explore, like, why did my husband or wife answer the way she did and have a discussion? Maybe a different way would be better, a different approach. Maybe a different time would be better, would work better. That's how a team works, and that's how you communicate in healthy ways. So this is very, very important, that, that, that mature aspect of acknowledging healthy needs and the healthy aspect of asking for it and the healthy aspect of appreciating when they fulfill that need and express it, but also to be mature and be able to handle when they say no or not now and to talk about it and not be afraid to do this again and again and again because this is the way the communication works. And then you'll learn over time that this is the best way to handle every situation. Most of the time, after discussion, you'll work on fulfilling each other's needs in the most beautiful way, in the best way possible. With this open communication, it's more likely that that will happen. Another thing that people have a hard time doing is they need to know how to receive. We put that shiurim on this too, that marriage is focused on giving, and there's a famous Michta Melio that just talks about it, and it's MS, MS Lamita, completely true. And we need to learn how to give. And not because of our own survival or our self image or to meet our own ends, but to genuinely and wholeheartedly give for the sake of the other. There's no question it's true. And that's what Hashem wants for us in marriage primarily and in life in general. And people whose own needs were unmet when they were children or didn't assume responsibility of meeting those needs as adults have a hard time with this. Some are were overindulged growing up, and they haven't shifted out of the selfish overindulgence. So we struggle to give. So that is a factor. We have to learn how to give. But with all the attention that giving receives... What's often ignored in the marriage, and it's equally important, is the, to know how to have the ability to receive. Not to take, but to receive. It sounds like the same word, but it's not. Receiving means you're a keli, you become a vessel. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives in us the power to receive from Him bracha and from each other bracha. And if we can't receive, uh, then, then it's not there for us. So marriage really is a reciprocal relationship. There's a giving and there's a receiving always. And even though in Chazal, primarily the husband is the giver and the wife is the receiver in many aspects of marriage, but it's a two-way street. It's reciprocal. Each one of them has something to give and each one is always lacking something and they need to receive it from their spouse. They have to constantly be giving and receiving to each other. This inability, not only the inability to give, but even the inability to receive, holds back this flow and blocks both the husband and wife from experiencing a love and an energy that would otherwise be available to them from this marriage union. It, it is a, a person needs to be a healthy adult and a solid sense of self to be able to receive. 
Sometimes out of arrogance, you don't want to receive things. You need to be humble enough to acknowledge that you're lacking something. And you need to make a space within yourself for which you are being given something and you could take it in and you don't have to give it out all the time to surrender your own agenda and be open to the intention of the one who wants to give to you. That's how you connect with your spouse, not just by giving, but when they want to give to you. Or like we just said before, when you express a legitimate need and your husband and wife accommodates and they fulfill that need to accept it fully, with Akar but fully. And to be connected that way, not say separate from each other, not be in, totally independent from one, one another. You need, we need as adults in marriage to be able to feel Hakar express Hakar and very often that comes by the healthy aspects of receiving. And people very often have difficulty with these elements, both the giving and the receiving. Sometimes there's a shame, sometimes there's a fear. There's a fear that if I take, if I receive things, I become vulnerable, I lose control, I lose some independence, or I may be taken advantage of. All not true in a healthy marriage. Um, A lack of experience, opening up and receiving. Very often a perfectionist attitude, a lack of trust, a lack of a certain humility. So it's very important to... Think about all these things. If you view your husband and wife as a Tzalem Aleikim, you'll be much more likely to want to receive from them, from him and from her, and feel more connected to Hashem in the process. I know it doesn't happen automatically, and it's a conscious effort to view your spouse through this lens of a Tzalem Aleikim, of a divine origin that HaKadosh Baruch put them there for. When you do that, then you'll be able to know how to give in a healthy way and you'll know how to receive in a healthy way. And this applies in all areas of life. So to summarize, this is a very crucial share that it's very important not to mind read and to, as a healthy adult, understand that we all have needs and to ask for them and to know how to handle that asking, not be afraid to, and also to handle sometimes a no that you get in response and be okay with it and work through it together and, and understand each other with it. Because it may seem that that is uncomfortable, but you get past that, you'll see more and more and more both your needs will be met if there's an open communication regarding this. And also to know how to receive. This happens a lot. Um, again, it's not the share for now with it, but in physical intimacy, this is also a very important point. You know, it's not just, it seems like, again, primarily husband's supposed to be the giver and a wife a receiver, and that's important too. Very often it's the other way around. A wife wants to give in that area, and a husband needs to learn how to receive in that area. And both of them sometimes feel uncomfortable receiving that pleasure. They only want to give and they're very uncomfortable receiving it or they're only uncomfortable receiving it if they're not, you know, that, for example, they know they have some deeper needs in the physical intimate area but they never express it to their husband or their wife and very often that's an unhealthy thing, not a healthy thing. To have the courage to respond and say, I want you to touch me this way. 
or to make you make me feel this way and to ask for it and to ask for it and even if you hear a no about a certain thing you talk about it but to be open and expressive with one another and be willing just like you want to be willing to give you need to be learn how to be willing to receive i'm giving that as a dogma but applies to all types of giving and receiving but in physical intimacy especially some people are very uncomfortable expressing even to themselves their need for that sexual pleasure that is something that's a real deep need that's that that they that they want from their husband or from their wife and it's healthy as two healthy adults to express and communicate with one another in that area but it applies to all areas of life with all types of needs it's okay to ask for it it's healthy to ask for it it's healthy to learn how to accept a no a respectful no and to talk about it and to learn how to receive gracefully not just how to give because you need that reciprocal constant giving and receiving for a marriage to thrive bracha and atzlacha